Hey all, welcome to our podcast from OK to KO, following our journey from an OK life to a knockout life. Every Sunday after breakfast, we'll be sitting down and having a chat and publishing it as a podcast, and we hope you enjoy. Morning, Kira. Good morning. Good morning. <laughs> Happy Diwali. Happy Diwali. Um, so, it's the second day of Diwali. Well, it was Diwali know. yesterday. I don't know if there are two or three days or one day, but anyway, it was Diwali yesterday. So, um, how did we celebrate? How did we celebrate? We uh, put on some music. Yeah. We lit loads of candles. Yeah. We put on some special clothes. <laughs> um, we ate a lot of Indian food. Yeah, so much. Uh, you had some Indian sweets. Yeah, amazing. And we watched Bahubali. Yeah, amazing. Awesome day. The first part. We're going to watch the second part today. So, and, you know, we're, so we're not Hindu, obviously. No. Or Jain, or Sikh. Um, but you are half Indian. I'm half Indian. So yes. what's the reason for celebrating Diwali? Uh... To, it's festival of light. Yeah. Uh, it's the prosperity and light into your life. Okay. Yeah. But what's the reason for us to celebrate Diwali? Ooh, it's a good question. I think... Apart from it's just fun. Well, it's fun. Uh, I think also for me, it's kind of nice to reconnect. Yeah. With like the side of myself and uh, my upbringing. Because yeah. when you were a kid, it was... Every every year you'd celebrate Diwali in a big way, yeah? Yeah, not even to do with family, but like the people around me, we'd always celebrate Diwali. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I, I don't know, I felt like when we went to India last year and with you, there's kind of been more space to explore different sides of the self. And I just really, we before we've gone out for dinner for Diwali, True. so we've never, it's not like we ignore it normally. Um, and then this year, I guess in lockdown and uh, I kind of, it's kind of funny because I saw loads of people dressing up and just like putting on amazing costumes just at home for Halloween. Yeah. And even though it's obviously a completely different thing, I was like, wow, that's really cool to see people still taking the time. And uh, even though no one else is there to really like be present for a certain day or a certain thing, mm-hmm. so Diwali wasn't was coming up soon and I was like, why don't we really, you know, just make it really special in our home this year for Diwali, which we did. And it was just so nice. Yeah, it was amazing. And it actually brought back a lot of memories for me, didn't it? What I was chatting about yesterday, I had all these memories from when I was younger, which had just been hidden away somewhere. And and we live in Leicester, so um, massive, massive uh, Indian community in Leicester. Mm -hmm. And usually would have massive Diwali celebrations. They say the biggest Diwali celebrations outside of India, mm-hmm. which is kind of amazing. But obviously there was nothing uh, public this, this year. But it's, I think what's also quite nice, why I enjoyed it so much, is because it's kind of like getting towards that, that time of year, yeah, where it's just celebrations. Obviously, um, <laughs> mo- in America, you, there would be Thanksgiving. I'm just saying, is week. that not just because it's your birthday? Of course, of course. <laughs> This is what I'm saying. So in America, you'd have yeah. Thanksgiving. Yeah, it's true. Which happens basically to be, to be my birthday, the day after. And then you sort of ramp up to Christmas. And I feel like normally with Christmas, I'm not sure how it'll be this year, but... Also normally, Kai Fawkes. Yeah. 
bonfire no, night. Yeah, but I was thinking because it's it's like just before Diwali. Mm. So in the UK, you have like Loads guys, of fireworks. yeah, just this like really long period of hearing fireworks going True. off every night. But um, yeah, who knows how Christmas will be this year? But yeah, it's a celebration time of year, which is cool. But anyway, um, what are we talking about? <laughs> <laughs> he has no clue. Uh, so. This week, uh, we're going to talk about spirituality. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, this is my idea. This is my idea. So, um, I think the first, the first point is, like, uh, until about 18 months ago, probably about 12 months ago, I was super non-religious at all. I'm still not religious in any way. Um, don't really believe in in any of the established gods. Mm-hmm. Um, and I very firmly believe in evolution and the Big Bang and all of the scientific evidence stuff we, we believe in, mm-hmm. right? or we've been shown. But <clears throat> in the last year, maybe 18 months, I don't know how long this has been seeping into my being, but I've definitely become, I think it's, I can't say more spiritual because mm-hmm. I don't practice it really, but my mind has opened to the possibility of their, the existence of a higher power. Mm-hmm. And not just that, and definitely not like a god in the terms of like someone sitting up there, like a, a human-based or an animal-based being that's sitting up there and judging us. I don't believe in that. But a higher power that may have created all of this stuff and that there probably is other stuff going on, spiritual things going on in the world, you know, weird feelings of communication between people which is unspoken things that transcend our understanding of communication as we know it i believe that probably is some of that stuff going on mm. and that and it's just interesting for me because um for the first time i see now that it's completely like i'm not going to say not acceptable like it's completely logical to believe in, to be spiritual, but not be religious. Mm-hmm. Like in the past, I would have lumped all of those things in the same thing. Mm. If you were religious, you're spiritual. If you're spiritual, believe, you believe in a religion. Mm-hmm. Now I don't see that at all. I see there's a massive separation. Um, and I'm sort of curious about, I don't know, embracing that a bit more. Yeah. Uh, I kind of, for me, I think it's been a little bit longer. Yeah. Then for you that I've been feeling, thinking about spirituality. Um, but definitely, I think in the last couple of years, I've kind of surrendered to that side of myself more. I think is quite a nice word for it. So mm-hmm. I think it was kind of there. But because of... It's kind of interesting, like, the way, the way in which... You, you're brought up as well and like, I don't know, your different influences and stuff and... Well, neither of us were brought up religious. Neither of us were brought up religious, that's true, but clearly I just said I celebrated Diwali when I was a a child, so I had probably other influences around me. Mm -hmm. Um, But in my household, yeah, there was never any, uh, like, deity that was looked towards a religion. But in a sense, I feel like I kind of was embarrassed about having any feeling towards a god oh, yeah? which is really interesting because i was saying um these memories came back the other mm-hmm. the uh this this last day um and i remember which probably isn't that much of a hidden memory but if there was you know like really close family friends houses a, sh- a shrine to a certain god 
would be there. Whenever no one was in the room, I'd always like bow my head <laughs> and yeah. do a prayer. But <clears throat> I'd always check no one was there right. and no one was watching because I felt like embarrassed. Um, and it's kind of funny that I don't know why I did. And I think getting older, we kind of grow up, you know, it's a secular society um, in many ways, obviously mm -hmm. not fully. But sometimes um, people can talk down on religion, I think, and be like, there's a kind of, um, I think in some sometimes an assumption that you're not religious, unless mm. you're obviously religious. Does that make sense? You know, some people could kind of make jokes about God or this that, and the other. Not mm -hmm. that I was ever very religious, but I think there was a part of me that was like, well, that's just really logical and like also... I'm probably not going to entertain the idea of other things as much or explore them as much. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I'm not probably not making much sense. But that anyway, in the last couple of years, I've just been like, there is a side of me that I think if I'm honest with myself, if I'm really honest, mm -hmm. that does just believe in something more. And yeah. it's not logical. And I couldn't explain it in a conversation and be like, well, here's the points why. Yeah. You know, but it's just a gut you feeling. Said that I was about to ask you. Yeah. <laughs> Which is, I think, before, like, you know, we're, we're quite, quite logical. I think we've been brought up in quite a logical way with. I think secularism is quite logical, though, isn't it? Definitely. And so. Um, well, evolution. I, 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 I always counted myself as agnostic when I was a teenager. I remember actually having nights out with friends with a specific friend and after this night out we'd always go back to our house and have like a long deep discussion about things and sometimes it would end up on religion and she's atheist and i was agnostic and we'd chat about what's that. agnostic don't know basically, right okay well, I, I don't know i don't know yeah. yeah okay atheist is like i i firmly disagree with the existence yeah. of god mm. yeah i think i would i would before this i would have um I don't think I would identify with atheists anymore, which mm. is weird. Like, and did you before? 100%. Mm. 100%. First of all, I don't really see the point in, in, um, in identifying as atheists because I can't say I disagree with something that I, don't, I just don't know. So I guess like agnostic is what I am now. I've moved from atheist to mm -hmm. agnostic. But here's the thing, right? So... So we're moving along. So I was agnostic and now I'm like, I believe in something. True. So we're moving along the scale. So the way I, the way I, the way I approach this... Like a Trello this, board. <laughs> yeah, life's, life's a Trello board. Love Trello. Um, and I don't want to alienate anyone at all. So I want to explain like, um, my thinking. So I believe, I believe in the science and I, I, see, I understand evolution. Like It makes sense to me, evolution. I understand it. I get it. I don't really, I haven't looked into the science behind the Big Bang, but it's a pretty well-accepted scientific theory mm -hmm. with loads of evidence supporting it. And frankly, all the really intelligent scientific friends I have also believe in it, so I'm going to go with them. But here's the thing. No one knows what happened before the Big Bang, right? Mm -hmm. There's loads of theories about what happened before the Big Bang, um, but no one actually knows, okay? So point blank from the start... None of us know where all of this came from. Because mm -hmm. when we say what came from the Big Bang, so what happened before that? Ex nihilo. What was that? From nothing. Yeah, okay, fine. So there you go, from nothing. If something has come from nothing, immediately that points to a creator. Mm -hmm. Right? Here's the logical argument. <laughs> <laughs> that points to a creator. If it wasn't that, 
at some point, something had to have come from nothing. As, as far as our, within our frame of reference, everything has a beginning, everything has an end, right? Mm -hmm. If you want to create something, you've got to create it from something else. So what I guess where I come from is that I completely accept that our frame of reference, in other words, other way of saying that our knowledge, our intelligence as a species is so limited, I would estimate we know about 0.5% of the total reality mm -hmm. of what's out there in terms of space, in terms of what happened before. Mm -hmm. Based on 0.5% of knowledge, I wouldn't make an assessment on anything. Mm -hmm. I certainly wouldn't rule anything out. Mm -hmm. So that's where I sort of come to the point of like, well, mate, there must be something. Mm -hmm. And I also think if you take that 0.5%, you say, right, this is 99.5% of, of existence and reality that we don't understand. And loads of weird stuff happens every day. Like we feel connections with some people, we don't feel connections with other people. Um, you know, weird things like that do happen. It's very hard to say that without sounding a bit strange. Also, that, that doesn't sound that bizarre, what you just said. Having connections with some people, not having yeah, connections no, I guess with some I people. Did, what do you mean by that? I guess there's probably a higher level of communication that we're, not, we're doing all the time, we're not that aware of. Okay. So, um, based on that, I think, you know, I can't rule anything out. And actually, I don't find, whereas when I was younger, like, allowing myself to think that would make myself feel a bit stupid, I think. Kind of like you, you know, waiting. I think that's kind of how I felt, like a little bit embarrassed or stupid yeah. for, for not... For me, it was always like, especially if there's something, you know, when you go through something and you're really worried about something, mm -hmm. like, or terrified of something, and then I find myself praying. Right. And, I, and then that, that's kind of like the, the like holding up the mirror to your face of being like, well, if you can sit down in a conversation and say, you know, that when you're desperate for something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you can sit down in a conversation when you're all good and be like, this is me talking to myself, by the way, not, not to anyone else. Um, if you can sit down and be like, oh, yeah, yeah, I don't, I don't believe, I'm not sure, and da, 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 da. Because you're kind of also a little bit of you probably subconsciously aware of that sounds silly and no mm. I can I can logically see beyond that but in the moments when no one is there and you're desperate that's your go-to mm. that tells me that you believe mm. when, when your you logical brain's not working ultimately ultimately you do I guess so or you want to you want to believe in the higher power yeah to me I saw it as just like just be honest with yourself you do mm. you can say or when everything else is fine oh no no I don't but when it comes to the, when it comes to it you do because that's what you, you you pray yeah see I don't think I don't think I would go to as far as to to pray because I don't think I don't think the and if I do like accept a belief a belief in a higher power I don't think it's something that can reach down and impact my life mm-hmm Right, it's just something that has created. Like, even if it's a completely scientific chemical reaction that's created all this, it's still an incredible thing, right? I don't know who it was, but someone, what well, I heard once, heard someone say like, "We don't know what created everything, but whatever it is is so impressive that it does deserve the title God." Yeah, exactly. I, I, I think. But uh, I don't think. But I guess my point is, I don't think that this traditional. Um, image of God of someone who is basically a man um, who can judge people based on their actions and then um, punish them or reward them is healthy. Yeah, uh, I think that's, like you said, that's kind of maybe 
only one way of viewing yeah, things exactly, as yeah. well. Um, and I'm sure if we got into deep conversations with lots of people about what they visualise or imagine when it's God, it'd be very different things for lots of people. Definitely. Um, but kind of sometimes we kind of close the conversation off before you even get to that point. For sure. It's no, so, it's so personal, true. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I, I agree with you. I, I really don't see science and spirituality or religion as mutually exclusive so, at all. So can I ask then, is it, if, you, if you allow yourself to open up to the existence of spirituality and things like that, um, does it help you? Yeah, because I'm being honest with myself. Okay. But other than that, do you like, does, in the same way that people that are religious or people that have faith in certain things, that faith really gives them strength and things like that? Do mm-hmm. you feel the same thing? Mm-hmm. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah, I do. Um, oh, I've forgotten what I was going to say. Yeah, I do because I think it's also humbling. It's a humbling feeling for me to feel like there's so much more. <laughs> It's mm-hmm. not, um, it's, and I, I, I think what you were talking about, about there being like a human kind of version of what, what a God is. I don't, I don't know. I don't really haven't got like a clear idea yeah, of yeah, what yeah. I see that as, but I also feel like, you know, just coming back to praying that can also just be too that doesn't necessarily mean to it something something that looks like a human being Mm -hmm. and it can be you know people talk about manifestation and that's like really normal to talk about now and in the business world Mm -hmm. as well and religion isn't really brought into that so i think you can also like pray and let out thoughts and wishes and that could be working in some other kind of way. Okay. If you're talking about communication on a deeper level. <clears throat> yeah. I mean, that all kind of fits together. So I think sometimes when we talk about religion or spirituality and we're kind of doubtful of it, we're kind of boxing it in ways that don't need to be boxed. Hmm. Um, of like, oh, it's a, a man or it's this and that's not right. And it can be a myriad of different things. Like you said, we, there's so much we don't know. So who knows how any of how anything works right yeah exactly um but i do feel a sense of confidence i don't know if confidence is the right word but maybe a bit more peace mm-hmm. because of that feeling of um i don't know just something bigger going on i find it very very humbling it kind of takes you out of like looking at the immediate thing and getting really overwhelmed by it to a bigger scope of view which just kind of like calms everything internally. Yeah. I feel. How about you? Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. I think like if um, if you're nervous about something or you're worried about something, it's because you're in your mind, you are magnifying the impact of negative consequences. So mm-hmm. say you have a business meeting coming up and you're really nervous about it, you're basically thinking what if it doesn't go well? What if they hate me? What if I forget what I'm going to say? What if I say the wrong things? Then, you know, I'll have a really bad experience. If you zoom out, look at the cosmos, look at the stars, look at the universe, look at the world, and you realise how small that event would be, mm-hmm. I think it's a really co- good confidence booster. Mm-hmm. If any, if nothing else, just because it's like, that really doesn't matter at all. And it doesn't mean it doesn't it kind of takes the pressure off. It doesn't mean that it loses importance in your mind. It's still an important business meeting for you. 
but the consequences of something not going right are so minuscule in the wider in the wider picture. Mm-hmm. I think generally speaking, if you want a confidence or perspective, zooming out is is the way to go anyway. Which is why nature is so powerful yeah, at creating those feelings of calm because yeah. it's so vast and so huge and powerful that if you can really go and be in nature, it really helps you <clears throat> zoom out. Yeah, definitely. Of the minutiae. So do you think this idea that um, you mentioned like the abundance thing and the manifestation thing, like the secret and things like that. So do you think that spirituality separating from religion is, or spirituality in general is, is growing? Uh, I don't know. It's so difficult to say because I think once you become interested in one thing, you, see a lot. you, you end up kind of digging more into that. So you kind of can feel like everyone's saying something, but it's just that group of people mm. are saying that, that thing. I definitely so you think might have just tapped into a community who's just talking about it. It feels like everyone's talking about it now. Yeah. They were already talking about it. You just didn't know. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. And you've kind of, op- you notice it more because you've opened up. You don't shut that off anymore. Yeah. You've opened up to it. But it's definitely to do with spirituality, mm-hmm. for sure. Um, but also then the other thing, just coming back to science, is quantum mechanics. Um, <laughs> which um, I, I don't know much about it mm-hmm. but from very limited knowledge you know the idea of like one atom communicating to another atom on the other side of the world i thought it was split atom oh split atom sorry so explain what happens oh uh, so if an atom is split and you do something to it over here then the other one and it reacts the other one will react the same way even when it's miles and miles apart yeah that's okay. right yeah yeah um so if you take an atom you split it yeah and you house them completely independent from each other take them 10 miles away and you heat one side of it the other side will react as though it's been heated even though it hasn't been heated yes yeah exactly so this communication and and on on top of that uh everything we see is made of atoms everything so that's not just like oh that's cool it's an atom that's everything yeah that's that's a really interesting thing in that respect everything 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 um and also the um... and that so you're saying sorry just <laughs> want to just want to nail that because if you didn't hadn't heard that experiment that's pretty hard to like to take on board right yeah so that's indicating that there's a different level of connectivity between the atoms that make us up as people is that to do with string theory that is string theory, string theory that is string theory probably so a there's... very simplified version of string theory but yeah right so it's kind of a string between the two of them an invisible string yeah exactly okay um, if we've gotten that completely wrong, we're sorry. Um, <laughs> yeah. And I was going to say also the experiment with the, the split split wave experiment, shooting particles, yeah, so which it. actually very interesting. I just started reading this book on um, a polymath called Thomas Young, and he created this experiment, which we've seen before, but not yeah. known it was him. Um, to see how light particles behave and it's called Tom, uh, Young's fringes and you shoot the particles through them to see where they go on the other surface and then he thought that light wasn't made of particles it was made of waves because of the pattern they make afterwards I believe um, and then Einstein realized that it does both it's particles and waves and essentially this fits into quantum mechanics because it's the idea that um, depending on the way it's being observed or how the experiment is done, the same thing can choose how to behave. 
Yeah. So there's kind of like a kind of consciousness. Yeah, you basically, I think it's something along the lines of you split a beam of light mm -hmm. and you and it and it appears where you expect it to then you put um like cameras there or sensors to see what happens and the reality of it changes completely mm -hmm. the behavior changes completely mm -hmm. which is i mean kind of unfathomable it sort of indicates that the light beams have some sort of like consciousness mm -hmm. um but that's that yeah that's where the wave comes in because it means that um quantum theory indicates that there's a probability of something's location at any one moment. Oh. That's what the wave is. Oh, okay. And that's why the wave is bigger in the middle because it's very like, it's more likely the, the location of that thing is in the middle bit. But it could all equally be Are out. Are you sure? Yeah, and then when you, and when you observe it, that's when you see. I location. thought it was lots of particles going through and instead of all landing in the same place, they land in different places, which is what makes the wave. Exactly, it's the oh, same thing. Okay. Because it means when you send the particle that way, so it, could, more it like could end up in that got location. Got you, got you, got you. Um, anyway, yeah, like Kira what, said, what, we are absolutely not quantum. We, in fact, no. I, I failed GCSE physics, I think, so I don't know why I'm talking about this, but it's interesting. Well, yeah, and, and I'm sure for, if anyone's a scientist listening to this, this is probably painful mm. to listen to. Um, but this is what we've picked up from what we've watched and what we've read. And it's a very um, simplistic understanding of it. But I think it's also interesting because to me, there, there feels like just because something is explained by science, that to me doesn't mean that there's not a spiritual context to it. Yeah. I believe, like, I see that and I'm like, oh, well, great, that, that's another way of explaining the same thing. In fact, maybe we understand the, the way it works now or a little bit more about the way it works. Yeah. But that was always that doesn't take away any of the spirituality to me. No, in some ways it's adding to it. Yeah. Because I think, this is, and this is what we need to sort of redefine the word spiritual a little bit because it doesn't mean we believe in physical... No, spiritual manifestations of people. That's kind of what people think. When you, when you say spirituality, it ki people kind of think, go to that, that meaning of like angels, demons, ghosts, spirits. Oh, really? Okay. I guess so. If you take that as like spirituality 1.0. And I think what we're talking about is like 2.0, 3.0 maybe. <laughs> which is basically just, um, we don't know. There's obviously other other powers at play that we don't really understand, and we're, our understanding is so mundane, so rudimentary, that if you really understood the real thing, you'd you'd be like, wow, that does feel spiritual. It's not. It's just reality. Mm. We just don't know it yet, and therefore we call it spiritual. Mm. Does that make sense? Yeah, but I I don't I yeah I I feel like there's kind of like if, if if something is known a little bit like oh that's not spiritual and like maybe people think oh there's an explanation so therefore maybe it's something to do with the unknown people see it's it's spiritual because it's unknown exactly but i don't know maybe. no and not only is it unknown but if you were to know it would be so fantastical that you'd be like that sounds spiritual it's like mm. do you know what i mean it's not i think the things we don't know are so i don't know so far-fetched. Yeah. I think it's kind of nice to just like lean into the parts of yourself that you can't explain that aren't completely logical. Like I found it very, very liberating. Yeah. Like super liberating. Yeah. And fascinating. And I, I, I think I, I, um, 
I've been reading a little bit about Hinduism, not much, a little bit. There's so much to read and I, I think it's interesting you know, I wouldn't be averse to learning more about other religions as well and where they come from, what their practices are. Um, have you ever read the book Life of Pi? No. And, uh, well, at the beginning, the character Pi um, is, like, trying to learn about all the different religions. And it's just interesting, that kind of inquisitive, yeah. open-minded approach of, like, not judging. Mm. Not necessarily saying, oh, that's who I am, identifying, but not scoffing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, someone else's beliefs um, before, especially before trying to understand it, which I think there can sometimes be a danger of, of like, oh, okay, you believe in that, or I don't know. And it's nice, to, well, even just like, I don't know what I'm saying, I'm getting tongue tied. Um, but sometimes I think, well, maybe it's a fear that people will scoff. Maybe that's an internal thing. What do you mean? I think just. I, I think it's just nice to be open to what different belief systems might hold rather than judging them or thinking it's not true yeah, before course, actually yeah. learning about what's in them. And I think we tend to, you know, like even saying spirituality or religion are the same thing. We can, it can be really easy to put everything in the same category. Definitely. And the same or religion as like such a big thing to just label as one thing. They're all so different. For sure. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, so it's interesting to... But that's why I think a lot of people who are like super, like strong atheists, um, you know, very much, uh, yeah, strong atheists would find it hard to accept any existence of something spiritual because it's then seen as binary, right? It's like, right. if I don't believe in God, I don't believe in spirituality. Um, if I believe in evolution, I can't believe in God. Right. But I don't think any of these, like, we know, I guess the only point I really want to make here is that we know so little that we shouldn't rule anything out. I think that's how I've always felt. Yeah. Is that how can you categorically know? Yeah. Um, yeah, it's interesting. It's an interesting thing to... What I come to, and the end of all of this, is like, actually, not only do we know so little, but we're super unlikely to know anything more, uh by the end of our lives, especially those that are alive now. And I don't think anyone that's not alive now will be listening to this, so it's only relevant to us. Um, <laughs> also, um, just... No, but my, my point is... Oh, go on, sorry. My point is um, that when you don't know, then there's so little to know, and there's so little that we do know, we're not going to find out. Why not just embrace the belief that helps you to be happiest the most? Mm. Like, why not? Mm-hmm. And that's why I don't really, like, I used to be super, not vocal, but, like, quite vocal atheist. And I used to sort of um, not argue with people, but, like, disagree with people who were highly religious because I wanted to show who was right and who was wrong. Mm. Now I think my point is no one, no one knows, and you're not going to know in your life. So if it helps you to be happy, not even to succeed, just helps you to be happy and to believe in yourself... Mm-hmm. then just believe that, mm. frankly. Yeah, it's such an interesting topic, actually, when you think about how throughout history people have tried to control what other people believe. Mm-hmm. Still going on today. Definitely still going on today. In lots of parts of the world. So this is a really powerful belief in, in such as pers- personal thing, belief. Belief, what you believe in. It's, I mean, it's huge. Yeah. It's such a huge, huge thing. And also throughout time, some of like the 
some incredible thinkers. It's interesting to think what they thought about the afterlife. Yeah. Or, um, yeah, anything beyond this world. Mm. Um, like Plato and the world of forms. Yeah. Um, Aristotle, I think, was the unmoved mover, which is kind of interesting, I think, with what you're saying about make this kind of higher power, but not one that's not aware of us. Yeah, that's how I would... If I was to pin my mask on anything, it would be that, mm-hmm. I think. Yeah. And um, also just different cultures throughout the world and their connection to nature and spirituality and the passing of life and energy from like one spirit to another. And it's, I, I, that's what I really like about it. Yeah. It's feeling the connection, not just human to human, yeah. but beyond that yeah. to animals, to nature, that's to true. everything. And just feeling like you said, everything's made up of atoms. Yeah, exactly. And kind of thinking that like everything is connected in that way. And also energy never, you can't get rid of energy. Energy can only be moved from one thing to another scientifically. What? I'm just picturing, like, if there's any... He's looking sci- at me like I'm like... <laughs> no, no, I'm just, crazy. Thinking, I'm just thinking about the whole, all of what we said. Like, if there's, if there's any... I very much doubt there's any, like, uh, scientists that have made it this far into this episode. But if, if you have, and you are a scientist, absolutely fair play to you, because it must have been excruciating. Horrible. That's a fact. <laughs> that's a clear fact energy can't you can't get rid of energy it just transfers is that what you're saying yeah it just moves on to a different type of energy so you can never kill energy yeah okay so that's really interesting in terms of like life cycle or things moving on from one thing to each other something decomposing that energy's never gone it's going to pass on to something else yeah okay <laughs> and same do atoms disappear i don't know I'm stopping my scientific chat now because uh, I, I don't mean, know every time I say this about energy, Ollie acts like I'm talking about something. I can't really crazy, picture it. I can't. But this is not the spirituality side. That is just science. <laughs> that just, is just a fact. I can't really picture it. I mean, look, I'm, I'll go out on a limb and, and make myself sound really dumb here. But look, imagine I uh, take a tennis ball and I roll it down a street. Eventually, it stops. Right. Potential energy. What do you before, mean? There's potential energy. Hmm? That's the thing, right? Potential energy before something moves. Kinetic energy is when it's moving. Yeah. Potential energy is before it moves. And then when it stops? I can't remember what the cycles are. That's the, but that's the bit of energy we're talking about. Well, potential energy is also not moving. True. But it could be potential energy for the next movement. <laughs> oh, we don't know what we're talking we'll about. We'll look this up straight away. But, but look, picking up on what you just said there, I love the idea of the um, communication between animals. I mean... And also nature in general, like there's people who, God, I, we've got to stop diving into like science stuff we've heard. But again, on Radio 4, I heard someone, Radio 4, by the way, for anyone uh, in America, it's a very reputable radio station. Um, it's, <laughs> like, it's like, it's like, if it's on Radio 4, it's got to be true. Um, <laughs> and there was like a tree scientist on Radio 4 and he was very much, um, not just like a believer, but like fervently... Um, assured that trees communicate to each other, they mm-hmm. talk to each other, mm-hmm. they move in in response to each other, um, and their root systems are all connected. He even said, like a brain. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, like, we've never understood the concepts of trees talking as normal people, and they clearly do. You know, someone that's dedicated their whole life to, to studying trees is believed that they 
they do talk to each other. So, And maybe just to add to that, I'm guessing not in a linguistic sense that, that we as human beings speak to each other, but it's a different true. form of communication. Exactly. So if you say, or oh, trees talk to each other, people, it's easy to be like, well, that's just not true because yeah. it's not like, hey, how's the weather where you are? <laughs> <laughs> you it's know? probably more linked to survival, I imagine. This, this uh, is what they're talking different about. Different kind of communication and reaction. Yeah, they're not, they're not chewing the fat, you know? Um, but the point there is like, yeah, there probably are higher levels of, com- of communication that we don't know. And why not be open to these things? Just wanted to uh, sort of backtrack slightly on something I said before, uh, which is like, if, you, if it makes you happier, then you should believe it, right? Now, I actually do believe that, but I have been challenged on this a lot um, by, well, people that believe in, that love truth and like, that value truth above everything else. And especially in the realm of fake news, it's important that we outline what's true and what's not, right? So a classic example is um, people that believe the earth is flat. Mm. And in my world, my initial reaction is to say, first of all, I'm fascinated as to why. Mm. But second of all, if you believe it's flat, I'm fine with that. Like, it's all good. But then people that are, are massive supporters of the truth will tell you it's really important that we have clear frames of reference of what is true and what's not Mm -hmm. especially in the realm of fake news because if we just allow everything that's not true to be believed as true we become much less able to draw the line between what's fake news and what's real news and we both know how damaging fake news can be yeah i think there's a difference between that though um because the example you're giving is um means that you'd have to be throwing away a lot of scientific evidence to go against it, to say, no, I believe this thing, regardless of all that scientific stuff. Whereas what we're talking about um, for ourselves is believing in something else, feeling there's something else, but not then also saying, so evolution doesn't exist, so this doesn't exist. Like for, For ourselves, anyway, like I still definitely believe in science. 100%. But... Um, I'm not believing in anything that's refuting that no, exactly. or saying I'm going to ignore all of that because yeah. I want to hold this belief. Yeah, exactly. It's just, I kind of, yeah, so that maybe that's it then. Yeah, believe what you want to believe if it makes you happy and if it helps you to be happy unless there's a hell of a massive body of scientific evidence. But it, this is difficult from, though because it's yeah, difficult to I mean. tell people what to believe. It's, it's really hard to but tell But should we be telling people what to believe? Well, so people who are massive supporters of the truth will tell them you should. On the basis that we need to draw a line in the sand between what's false and what's true. What's fake and what's real. Can you ever tell anyone what to believe or just really yourself? Isn't that everyone's decision to make on their own? Yeah, I suppose so. And also like, yeah, there's a difference between belief and knowing believing and knowing are different yeah which is also what so interesting uh the the term a leap of faith and faith in general mm. which is obviously very much tied to religion is faith yeah and th- that thing of like there is something innately about belief in spirituality or religion that is just a leap of faith mm. it is and that's part of it is you just having faith yeah, I exactly. just think you can't explain it, that that's what it is. So do you think 
you are so you see feel like you're getting more spiritual now yeah. or do you think that you are allowing yourself to believe things you've always believed yeah i think i'm allowing myself to um yeah i think as a kid i i actually felt quite spiritual when i was really yeah. young and kind of like just silently quietly you know um and now i'm just like allowing it something that just came to my mind um is oh i'm gonna forget which author it is which is so annoying i think it into it might be c.s lewis um and i'm sorry if i've gotten that wrong um but i think it was who was i think an atheist and then um became religious because it he just couldn't ignore it anymore like it wasn't like he wanted to he wanted to be an mm. atheist but in the end he was like I can't. it's ridiculous now i can't yeah. keep ignoring it the signs like i just have to accept it yeah. fine <laughs> i just thought that was really interesting and i think kind of a bit for myself i feel a bit like just stop lying to yourself like that's how yeah. you how you feel and it's fine and allow yourself to explore it and embrace it and read things about it and meditate and yeah so I think I probably bits which were already there um, and I'm allowing myself to just um, sit with them interesting how about yourself I don't know I think like I think I sort of like evolution makes so much sense to me but why why no I'm just going through my journey of like okay, where I went sorry. with this and then I think so like it I never I the more and more I went into it the more I was like this is so true and I see it everywhere like it just made it just really is a concept really uh, sunk in basically <laughs> from a young age, and then the the context then at that point was if you believe in evolution you don't believe in religion mm -hmm. and religion includes spirituality so I think I've busted that myth a little bit, uh, which means that now there's a whole realm of possibilities open for what I could believe in. Um, I also now am like fundamentally a believer in how little we know in reality mm -hmm. about reality. Even though science is so advanced now, I think it's like to where it's going to go. It's like incredibly uh, immature still. It's really interesting because if you think about that, we don't know where the end destination is. We don't know how much there is to know. So you, you can't even track the progress in terms of how much there is to know. I, th I think that, that there's stuff that we're going to find out. You know how like um, um, before uh, Uval Noah Harari talks about this paradigm shift a lot, right? So there before people understood that infection traveled in uh, on your hands and like um, you needed to clean to clean your hands to get rid of infection, right? So before then, surgery was happening and people weren't cleaning mm. their hands and mm. people were dying all the time. Mm. At some point, people realized, oh, wow, mm. we need to clean our hands before we cut someone open mm. and fiddle with their body, mm. right? From that point, millions of lives were saved. Just and that, that, small and thing. that is a that is like uh, something that holds true to today. I would say, if you take that as a paradigm shift in understanding, there's probably a few of those still to come in terms of uh, the way what reality is, hmm. how we communicate in people, how we sort of center ourselves, like um, the connection between our mind and our body. Hmm. I reckon there's a few things we just don't quite get yet. In the same way that they didn't get that you need to wash your hands before you do some surgery, there's probably a few things we still don't get yet. And once we start to know them, we'll start to see this 
spirituality thing in a completely different way. Mm. That's my belief. And until we get there, and we probably won't in uh, my lifetime, I don't know, who knows, um, I'm not willing to rule much out. There's a few things I will rule out, but not much. Mm. In which case, and that's new for me, mm. I would say. Mm-hmm. But only from, that's only from like knowing, I think actually, Sapiens is a great, great book in this because it, you read it and you're like, oh wow, we, we've done lots of things at scale without knowing the right information before we did it. Like mass amounts of surgery without washing your hands before doing the surgery. We were doing that at scale mm. without, before we knew, right? Mm. <laughs> So, Gosh, yeah. so what I know from human history is that we're not, we're super ambitious and we're super impatient and we just love doing stuff and we try to do, get all the knowledge we need to do it in the first place, but the past has shown that we often jump, run before we so can So does that mean that as human beings we talk about everything we know and not what we don't know? I guess because we, 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 we don't, don't know what we one, don't know. One of my favourite and most infuriating phrases is what you just said, well you don't know what you don't know. I don't think I understood that until just now. You literally, it's the one thing you don't know is what you don't and know. And how much you don't know. And the consequences of that thing that you don't know. So you really are just like in the dark, going yeah. forward, going forward, going forward. It's really And that's where science tries to help, right? Science, scientific theories try to help us see predict. See patterns. Yeah, see patterns and predict what will happen in the future. Yeah. I, I read a really interesting article and again... A, and slightly infuriatingly, I can't remember where this lady had travelled to who was writing the art- article. Um, and she had a science, very, very much a science background. And um, she had travelled to somewhere where they were very spiritual about the land in which, on which oh, they yeah. lived. And nature was really, really highly regarded. And it was so interesting hearing her being so honest about how she was experiencing this and coming from a completely different train of thought and then people saying to her well that's just your mode of thinking yeah and this is ours like science is just a different it was almost like that's just another like we say or religion it's like well science is just one of those other things you explain the same you explain things in a different way and that's how you understand it we explain things in this way and that's how we understand it and it was really interesting and she started to kind of see her her own way of working as a certain frame point as well just one yeah. frame um and it, it, was, it was a fascinating article um i tell you what if, if anyone is interested in that like if anyone thinks this type of spirituality and this like we don't know what we don't know things interesting i recommend um vishen lakhiani's book code of the extraordinary mind um, because he busts that. He talks about how many, he calls them rules, basically BS rules that we live our lives by. We think mm. are true, but they're not all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and just like this lady as well. And actually he talks about going to an Amazon tribe. Like one of, the, one of the things we think is fundamentally true is we must drink water to live. Well, that tribe he went to in the Amazon, there is no water. So all day... Uh, the women of the tribe, they chew this uh, something, I don't know, some sort of tree bark or something like that. And um, they chew it and they spit their saliva out. Their saliva goes and ferments and it turns into like this beer type thing. And that's what they drink. They don't drink water, they drink that. So we think you need water to live. Well, they don't. You need something, you need some, well, but you don't need water. Mm. Yeah, 
it's a good point. Like, so a lot of people talk about going to um, tribes like that and seeing that actually a lot of things we think are true, <laughs> fundamentally not. Mm. But let's wrap up. What are your final thoughts on, uh, on spirituality? I feel like I'm still very much in the haze, still learning, but really appreciating it, which is probably reflected in my um, kind of wishy-washy thoughts and like logic as I've been going through this podcast and the fact that I've been losing my train of thoughts so sorry about that if you have made it to this point because for me I'm still kind of trying to it's a lot of internal feelings and so like wording it and putting it into words is difficult for me Mm. it's hard to to get into sentences yeah I think I think I'm the same I think I'm the same but I like my natural instinct is to say look Believe what you what makes you feel happy. You know. Yeah. Don't resist it if it, if it's if it's shouting at you, but you you're resisting it because you think you'll look stupid or something. Like screw that, just believe. There's nothing, no harm's going to come of that. Yeah. I don't think. I think, just not telling anyone to believe anything, even if it's True. it's just worrying for me. I just think you have to go on your own journey and uh, not. Just let other people agree. go on theirs. Agree. Well, um, let's get back to our Diwali celebrations. Yeah! Yeah! <laughs> Thanks for listening, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks so much. Have a lovely day. See you next week. Thanks for tuning in, guys. Have a great week.